970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good, I'm Daddy Herman. We're back. I'm here with my co-host Aisha Suparp, and who does our financing and is a financing guru. And I don't say that lightly. He is. Um, and I am pleased to announce, as I said, as I said before, um, Brad Inman, who is an award-winning journalist and publisher, and the founder and owner of Inman's Real Estate. Leading name is news, information, and innovation since, uh, well, 1983. And in addition, his inbound branded real estate business and technology conferences bring thousands of thought leaders together each year to share best practices and promote innovation. Countless new products and companies have been launched at Inman conferences. I've been to all of them. Um, I started with his first one in New York, but most important, he's a wonderful man, a genius, the smartest guy I know, and such a good friend. Hi, Brad. Hi. How are you, Dottie? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, uh, now that you're on the phone, I'm doing even better. I bet you're on the oh, line. It's great, <laughs> great to be here. It's a beautiful day. Yes. The sun's out, and uh, it's uh, a, a, great to be, a great day to be optimistic on a, in a new year, right? Yes. So, Brad, we were, I'm on the phone with Ace Wallace-Susup, who runs our financing, uh, and he's a senior VP at, at Citizens, and uh, I really um, think he's probably the best, not probably, I, I consider him the best in the industry, and I knew he was a rising star the day that I met him. In any event, we've been talking about, you know, you know the economy, New York, what people, what, what you know, we talked about, you know, Redney put out a report that, uh God, the revenue in New York City, uh, the tax revenue was down uh, by so much, like billions and the forty-six billion or something of that nature. And how we're going to make it up? And you know, we were betting on New York and some of the things that New York's looking to do to come back. And then we were talking about Florida and how they're booming. What are, you know? You travel all over the world. You have people. You have companies all over the United States of America. What are you seeing? What 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 do you see as opportunities? What do you see as challenges going forward? Yeah, well, there's a big dislocation, and you know everybody talks about it, and it's pretty mind-boggling. We're home suddenly when we were all locked up became more important than it's ever been, and so people are taking more time thinking about where they live, what what kind of place they live in, and then the second big trend is, and, and then also people have been isolated, so they have this real incredible impulse to, to go and move and do something and do something different. And they think maybe this is a way to change their lives. I always tell my friends that call what I call a geographic and think they're going to just, you know, radically improve their lives that don't forget you take all your problems with you, but whatever. It's, it's a pretty <laughs> cool thing going on. It's a pretty significant trend. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it's, it's driven by our freedom and flexibility because we can now work from home. But we got to be careful here. You know, none of these things are ever equal. I just saw an interesting stat, Dottie, that 60% of people making over $100,000 can work remotely. Their employers allow them. But 
but only 10% of people that make under $40,000. So once again, we have a trend that's pretty interesting, pretty exciting, but unfortunately it's not for everybody. But there's a big swath of the population. All you got to do is look at New York license plates and Florida, and you can see what's going on. And I'm even seeing some California ones, which is shocking. Californians would never in their wildest dreams move to Florida, but even the, even the Californians are doing it. And then I think the, the last thing is public policy. You know, there's people running from higher taxes. There's people running from what they think is bad government. Um, and uh, so these are big mega trends. You know, it's really, it's really changing the face of real estate. It's contributed mightily to, along with low rates, to a really robust housing market. And, uh, you know, people are kind of exercising the freedom that they were given, oddly enough, in a really horrible, catastrophic crisis. Yes, and you know something, um, I, I have um, I do a lot of reading on trends, and so one of the things that I read about New York City, um, and again, we're in New York City, so we see it, but, you know, it's kind of early to call it as a trend yet, but, you know, this virus, which has changed all of our lives and has also changed the way we live, and, and things like, you know, like working at home or doing Zoom meetings are going to far outlive the virus. I mean, I think they're here to stay even when the virus is hopefully comes to some kind of containment, I am hoping this summer. Um, but it's also changed the way you know, what buyers are now looking for in New York City apartments. So, you know, obviously outdoor space was always high, was at a premium, but it's really at a premium now. And, sure. um, we, you know, we talked about open space that like, you know, the the space, open space was a big trend for the longest of time. But now if you have an apartment and you're going to be working from home, even when this virus is calmed down, you might not want as much open space. You're going to want a, a place like a home office, which, you know, or yeah. some place that you can dedicate to that rather than, you know, the trend before that was just everything is open and you, know, you kind of look at your whole apartment at once. And so, when, you know, people working at home, that is, probably going to change in many cases. Well, that's where New York City really is in prime, prime position after whatever all this stuff that's happened to it, we work it through and there's some work to do and it's probably more like years than months. But um, New York City has one of the greatest park systems of any city in the world, Dottie. It is just amazing. Um, And those parks are, are just incredible. The second thing it has it's a really ingenious, innovative real estate community. And that, particularly, in the, you know, I'll say the development side, these guys are really savvy and they're going to adapt and they're going to shift and they're going to change and they're going to create all kinds of different ways of thinking about living. And let's just take working from home. So you live in a, you live in a, a small studio with your wife and your baby and like one of my journalists does and he likes it. I don't know how he handles it, but um, in New York <laughs> City, um, you know, he does need to get out every day and every, you know, every week. And my company at Inman News, you know, we had about, we have about 80 employees and we've been working remotely for five years. And the reason we did is we had young people, had families and they didn't want to commute. And what happened? Our productivity went up, our morale went up and our recruiting was just simple as hell. From letting them walk workers, at home? They've Is been working, working at home for five years all over the world and it works incredibly well. But let's just take that reporter that's working in that small studio with a baby. Uh, You know, he's a great reporter and uh, his name's Patrick. And what he's finding is some of the real estate development community has started to convert some other space into small kind of pop-up remote work sites, uh, you know, kind of a derivative of WeWork. 
And that's just going to happen. Why? Because we have this really incredibly innovative real estate development community and ownership community in New York City, and they're going to adapt. They're going to find someone to pay them rent, buddy. They're not going to sit there for too long. Um, we're going to see the discounting. We're going to see all that, and not everything's suitable for adaptation. But, you know, you just look at real estate over the course of the last 60 years. It's been adapted, readapted, rethought. I mean, who would have thought that a studio in Soho that an artist was running for $400 a month would turn into a $30 million for sale unit. So the, the ability of the real estate community to adapt and then the consumer adapts and it comes from their demand too and what they want. So I just think we scratched the surface. I mean, one of the great things about last year was the level of innovation. If you look at what happened and our ability, our ability to isolate and understand through genetic, you know, um, science to figure out this virus in weeks, 20 years ago, that was impossible. If you look at this, you know, we're traveling virtually. We're having, you know, birthday parties and gatherings and meetings virtually. We're, we moved to digital, digital docs and, you know, e-signatures. It's just been a revolution in innovation. And the economists just had a really great feature on this, and people don't recognize it. But whenever we have incredible technological innovation, the economy grows, and there's always a transformative period. There's a and I think there's a new phase of housing dynamism because it's easier to buy and sell now, which means there will be more buyers and sellers because it's digitally possible. It no longer requires all this paperwork and, you know, um, you know, ask all this stuff that we go through. And that's well, even the mortgages, you don't have to. You can do everything online, basically. Now, yeah, let me ask you this, and I, I, I could be just me. I mean, during the pandemic, we, we, you know, I would watch, and I and I watched the second home market. People, you know, people just fled the city in March, and they, many of them in March were just rentals just to get away from that virus. Because New York City got hit really badly um, then, and um, so on rentals, they never saw anything. They just went online and they just, you know, whatever they could get, they did. Now, what do you think the future is, Brad? Of People looking virtually, which everyone looks virtually now, and it's great. You can eliminate things you don't like. You could just about virtually really walk to a home, touch it, feel it. Do you think that you're going to see a day when, you know, there are people already doing it, but it's not the majority? Do you think you're going to see the day when people don't even go physically to see a property? Oh, absolutely, Dottie. I mean, who would have thought 25 years ago that you would, buy groceries online, that you would buy a refrigerator online, that you would buy a car online, that you would book travel online, that you just go through the list, or that you'd have virtual meetings, or you would have, all of that seemed like you'd be looking at someone like they were nuts if they told you that was going to happen. We've already seen so much sight unseen house purchasing. It's amazing. The only problem I have with it is digital technology is so good. It's like a selfie. You know, with all these filters, you can make Brad Emmon, who's 68 years old, look like he's 42. And that's kind of BS. And I'm noticing with, with housing pictures that people are doing the same thing. They're using these filters to make these houses look a little sexier, a little better, and a little nicer than they really are. So the real estate industry has got to be really careful not to misrepresent, particularly when we get into this virtual buying and this remote buying. We've got to represent these houses just as they are. You know, I don't necessarily think you're going to take a picture of this, you know, the smelly uh, looking corner of the carpet, but, you know, no, there's, going to be but... Some disclosure, there's going to be some disclosure obligations. So it's not, you know, but real yeah. estate's a master of marketing, as you know, and they, the whole industry is based on marketing. 
we just have to be careful. But no question, sight unseen, buyers, it's happening. More of it's going to happen. And the technology is getting better. The disclosures are getting better. There's most transparency. It's really, really an exciting, exciting time. But you know what's happening, what Dottie? One of the things we... I was just going to ask, you're seeing that in the mortgage industry also, where people don't have to come in anymore. They can do everything online. Yeah, But here's where everything is. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Brad. No, 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 no. Go for it. No, 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 no. Continue, Brad. I mean, this is it's very interesting, you know, what, what you're talking about. So go ahead. Yeah, well, one of the things, the last thing I was going to say, what is becoming important, Dottie, in this remote buying and this virtual buying is uh, people need to begin to understand when they move to a no location, what are some of the things about the community and the neighborhoods that they don't know about? And I'll bring up what I think is the most important one and a little self-serving, a project I'm working on, which is hazards. And that includes hurricanes and it includes flooding and includes sea rise level because of uh, climate change. All of these things, people need to, to, to make sure, because people are naive. People go to places and they don't realize that rivers flood, you know, or that there's wildfires or, you know, they just don't have that information. And the project I've been working on is called Climate Check. That's one word, climatecheck.com. And if you go and, and type in that? your address, it's, you go in, you type in your address, just like a search engine for housing, you type in your address and you instantly see what the hazard risks are over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, what is, and people know it. It's just like a FICO score. You know you have bad credit, but what the FICO score does is gives you rails around your bad credit or your good credit. And this does the same thing. It's Climate Check, climatecheck.com. Check out your climatecheck.com. Right. Type in an address. And then you can also get a free report. You know, if you want to really see all the risk, and it's got a mitigation guide. So, example, I did my house in Palm Beach. Dottie, and I went, ooh, boy. And I kind of knew it. Like, no surprise here. It wasn't going to discourage me. But what it did, it prompted me to put in the hurricane-proof windows. It, it prompted me to go to City Hall and talk, what are the plans here, you know, to protect us into the future? So everything, we always need data, Dottie. We've got to give the consumer data. The industry held up, held up, held up the data. We've got to give it to them. Consumers are smart. They want it. 98% of our buyers at Climate Check, when they come through, say they need this information. So we got to give them that data because once we're once we have data, guess what? We're confident and we'll make the decisions. And when it comes to remote virtual, we got to give them confidence. We got to give them the information, or they won't do it. Well, I agree with you there. And look, even when we used to have the virtual tours, of, or we used to have, you know, you know, you you always would catch somebody who would put kind of. Uh, I, I remember. I don't. I don't want to say the name, but it was a, a someone made the headlines where this guy put on, like he took the apartment that was for sale and he changed and put a new kitchen in. He made it, he just made it all different, okay? And so that's devious. But even if you clean well, it up a little odd. bit. Want, yeah, still, that's intolerable, right? That's, that, that's horrible. But even if you, but you know, I know you, you know, in the days when someone's going to see something, obviously, Nobody put the worst room in the house online. I mean, they picked out the best yep. parts of the house. And then, because yep. otherwise, if you put that, and then people came and would see the rest. But with the days where people are buying virtually, you really have to pretty much do the house the way it is. And, and, and certainly, you don't want a surprise that right before the closing, somebody sees it and says, you just misrepresented what this place is. So I think, you know, I'm a believer. If I'll buy something this way, like, you know, 
I don't want it to be worse when I see it. I want it to be better, be pleasantly surprised. Uh, but, but that's really important. But I, I see that happening where I would say last year, I, I, I would say, oh, no one is going to buy virtually. They're always going to at least, they're going to select everything. They're going to narrow it down. But before they actually put their money, uh, but if you're going to buy virtually and you're not going to see it, you need, and you also, I think, Brad, you should have, you know, uh, they should give you pictures, you know, they should be photographs of, like, the blocks and then and, 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 and the area because you really have to do your homework, okay? And you can well, look the good up news the school districts. With, with, with virtual Earth and Google and with, you know, and there's just more and more of this, lo- what I call locational information. You know, start with walk scores, the neighborhood walkable, and that's a great little feature, but it's got to be a lot richer and more interesting. I think what's happening in home search and the Internet is going from, you know, show me pretty pictures of houses, which we always want, but now, you know, it's locational search. Tell me everything about the neighborhood and the area and, and, and give me a feel, not only, you know, test scores in school, but but anything and anything that might help or hurt me over the future that I may buy this house. But the cool thing is this innovation is just, we had we had more innovation in six months than we had in five years, and we had more adoption, Dottie. It took 30 years to get adoption of the ATM. It could, took 25 to get adoption of the personal computer. It took 10 to get adoption of the iPhone. I, I just recently gave a talk, and I listed 45 things in real estate alone that we got a widespread adoption and in pro, new products in six months. We waited and waited for years and years and years and years, and now we're getting this innovation. It just and, – and, you know, again, gain out of pain. COVID was a horrible thing. It is a horrible thing, and it, look what it's done to our economy. But the nature of human beings is to innovate out of problems, you know, come up with a solution. If you're stuck, you get out of the car and you figure out, you know, how to get the tire changed. We don't sit. We get up, we get going, and we innovate, and that's what happened in the last 12 minutes, and I just think it's – fantastic it's such a testimony to to human beings you know how we've survived the the lockdown it was just amazing but the level of innovation is just is staggering and gives me so much hope yeah i was on a zoom meeting the other day or a zoom a conference with some people and uh and i said oh well the good news is i you know i, I don't think i ever used zoom before the pandemic and now everybody does, everyone does it, and I think it'll be here to stay. I don't think it replaces meeting people in person, but I think it's going to be a combination. I have 122,000 miles on Zoom Airlines, I, and i you know I got to start cashing them in. Now, I call it Zoom Airlines because we traveled everywhere. I talked to 38,000 realtors and 252 presentations of people around the world, and I didn't even have to pack a bag. And I could do them all in my underwear. Um, I didn't, by the way. Um, but the, the, the point is, it's but just amazing. Could. It is amazing. And, you know, it's amazing that as, 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 as we all are, people have survived. We're survivors. And, you know, if you would have told us before the pandemic, and as you said, and Ace, I think Ace, you said in the beginning of the show, uh, we all thought this was going to be gone by March. I mean, like, you know, April, a couple of months. I never thought it would be here this long. But we've all adopted. You got it. And yeah, we've well, we've all adopted, and in some cases, we're going to keep what we've changed forever. And we're going to continue talking about how we've adopted it. Maybe Brad, can you give us a read on California and what's going on there from other parts of the country? Yeah.
Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Valerie Smuldone, and coming up on this week's Bagels and Broadway, Don Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, passed away a few weeks ago. But I'll play an interview I had with Don several years ago when we talked about her latest book, An Amazing Story of Survival and Will. Filmmaker Jermaine Koss talks about the film she made about medical pioneers after her own serious bout with cancer and the story behind the legendary bakery, Carousel Cakes. Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-351-4596. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-351-4596. 800-351-4596. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Uh, we're back, and uh, I have uh, our guest, Brad Inman, and we're talking about what the future uh, looks like, what trends have come here, you know, how much we've really accomplished during a very difficult time and some of the things are so innovative that they really are going to be going forward well after the pandemic. And I'm sure, you know, some of the trends like work at home, uh, which, you know, Brad, you might have been very innovative doing that for years, but a lot of people weren't. And I think that's here to stay. Before we get into it, because I wanted to talk about California and that market, you know, you hear so much about that. Um, but I believe that I, uh, I have a caller on the line. 
Um, left goal on the line. I think I do. I just can't see that door. Sylvia, is it Sylvia? Yes. Hello, Dottie. Yes. Hi, thank Sylvia. you. Hi. That's thank you for your nice. show. Thanks for oh, your show. Welcome. It's so fascinating. My question, I hope you'll indulge the frivolity of it, but real estate taxes for New York City are sent to Newark. Why? <laughs> Interesting. I, know, um, yeah. so, I had no clue. You know that, and, 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 I, and I, I don't think many people really know that, and I... Um, I'm not really sure. I know that we are working really very stringently to try to really see what we can do with taxes. Because if you go back before the pandemic, uh, we really had an eight. We had people leaving because of the taxes. You know, no, no. This this is way before the pandemic. For years, every time I. I've paid the taxes. I said Newark, New York City can't even handle that. They have to send it outsourced, you know. And I thought one person who will know is Dottie Herman. And I've stumped you. I'm so sorry. And I'm going to try to ask you because I really don't. I don't. I mean, I know that's true, but I don't know why or, you know, and I should have questioned that because anybody should question that. I I think, Dottie, there's an explanation that's a bigger picture one. I I think it's quite a funny question, a, a good question. Um, hopefully New Jersey's not spending the tax money, but the reason is, is many, 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 many moons ago, we, we moved back office processing, uh, overseas to India, to China, to New Jersey, you know, look what we used to do with our garbage in New York city. So, um, you know, it's, it's a changing demographics and the geography and that, that it, the reason's an interesting question is this whole thing of being able to work from home. We're going to see more things like that, dislodging old patterns, like the idea that New York City couldn't process tax. I'm sure 50 years ago they had plenty of warehouses and the capacity to do that, but it got too, too expensive. And we saw those kind of changes. But we're going to see even more changes that are pretty dramatic, um, maybe more significant than that because of this dislocation. I mean, when we exported all those jobs overseas, that really changed America dramatically, politically, economically. Um, and that was in part because of technology, innovation, and the supply chain and what we could achieve and do. And so what that teaches us, though, there's unattended consequences of innovation we also have to look out for. We have to be really careful that the things we do don't have really negative consequences. Thank you so very much. But, little Sylvia, if I will, I will really try very hard to have some kind of answer because that's such a great question. And I, you know, and people know it, but I don't think I just, you know, and then that's one of the things where people just say, well, that's the way it is. And they don't really think about it. And I think that more and more that we really should just take things for granted. Um, I also think that there's a lot of things going on that have really, New York has its problems and I love New York City. So I'm, you know, a, a true New York City person that is going to be here. But there's, there, there's things that needed to be corrected well before the pandemic, and financially we were not in great shape before the pandemic. Um, the affordability factor was at its height before the pandemic, and the prices were really starting to come down. If, if you go back, the, the high end of the city uh, really was not moving, the high-end products. So, and, and taxes, that we saw a migration of people um, – 
um, you know, there's not, you know, uh, people who are paid a lot of the taxes because it's only a small percentage of people that pay taxes. They just have said, oh, you know, and I love New York, but that's enough, you know. And, you know, so it's really trying to find the balance. And I think it's going to be very challenging for New York City because now we have such a deficit in taxes. Um, and we need to make that money up somewhere. And you can't put this, you can't make the tax burden any higher, in my opinion, on people in New York. You just can't do it. I mean, it's what they did all the time. They're like, oh, let's just put real estate taxes. Let's just put a millionaire's tax on. Let's just do, you know, try, they were trying to do a, a, a penal repair tax. Yeah, but I, now you know, where, Daddy, you know, I would, I, Daddy, I would say, though, you know, we have un, done an unbelievable job of pouring money into the economy. Uh, and that is helping give the economy a boost. But we're going to pay the piper, and uh, it's going to well, cause inflation. True. It's going to cause inflation to go up. Everybody's talking about it. And, again, unfortunately, what happens with inflation? A rich person, the price of bread goes up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to the rich person when the, the rent goes up a little or the utilities go up a little. But it does affect working people and poor people. It's like so many things in our economy I think we miss. You know, there's a debit in the credit side of a balance sheet in a business. And similar, all of us as human beings, personally, right? Credit card debt, 29%. That affects the poor. Payday lenders, that affects the poor and the working class. The lottery, who buys lottery tickets? The poor and working class people. We have all these things on the debit side of the economic balance sheet of everybody that's just negative. Inflation will not affect... So what we have to do here is we're spending, spending, spending. Be really honest about the consequences of this and be ready uh, to manage that. Inflation's good for real estate, but if interest rates go up, it's not good for real estate. And I don't mean to get in the clouds here about the economy, but you know, hopefully this new year, this this turn of a turning of a leaf, we're going to start being more responsible about some of the things that need to happen. Well, I hope so. I just saying it's so, you know, and 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 we're talking particularly in New York City, but it's not only New York City, the other states, I, I I think it's going to be a bigger problem. Like, you just look at, like, people who have not paid rent. And that I think that was really good to do, to allow people to, you know, you, you got caught with the pandemic, you, 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 you were virtually shut down, so you don't have to pay rent. But then on the other hand, in New York at least, they did nothing for the landlord. And that yep. makes an assumption that the landlord is some rich, rich person. And, of course, there are very wealthy landlords, but there are also just regular people that are just making a living, and they did nothing on the side of a landlord. So you don't have to pay rent till May 1st. Okay. Now, another, but a lot of people that, and I believe that what will happen is when May 1st comes, the people aren't going to have the money. A lot of people are going to say, well, yeah, now I'm supposed to pay it because nobody forgave it. They just put it off. And now if you put off paying somebody's rent for 10 months, they're going to owe a lot of money at that end of that period. And when they don't have the money to pay, then what? And so then that landlord not only didn't get money all through that time, they now are going to have trouble collecting what they're owed. And it's just, I just think that, we have to. There's no easy solution to anything. There really isn't. Um, and, but I think that we're going to have to start putting more thought into things that that are done. 
But I also want to yell at people like us, like, well, just like you just said, well, why don't I know? I know that's New Jersey, but I really didn't do anything to try to really figure out why that is. But I think we all have to get more involved. I don't see, I think everyone complains about stuff and the taxes and the this and the that. But people have to then be involved in that. You know, half the things that, you know, people aren't involved with. But I do think that New York, since it's at the place that it is, New York City, has got to come back a little bit different. And I'm reading, and again, this is just predictions. I don't know that this will happen or not. But hopefully, with prices knocked down and it being more affordable, it was at a point where you couldn't afford New York City. I mean, only a few could. And then the taxes were so high that... It was driving people to lower tax places like Florida. And so now the price is, you know, really adjusting. They probably, you know, they adjusted because of COVID, but they probably should have adjusted anyway, is what I'm saying. You're going to give people opportunities that maybe couldn't afford to be in the city. And there'll be different opportunities. Well, what's happening, what's happening, Dottie, is people are speaking with their feet. They're picking up and moving. And I do think, and this is true of the whole country, but, you know, California, where I spent most of my life, um, you know, right. California has got to re it's got to, the, the citizens are speaking with their feet. They're picking up, getting a U-Haul and they're going to Austin and they're going to Montana and they're going to Las Vegas and they're going to Reno and they're going to, to Florida and they're going, you know, th- this is, this is, there's a commonality between all these places where they're going. And part of it is taxes. Part of it was affordability. Uh, and now you can work remotely. It used to be you had to go to San Francisco or New York or Los Angeles for a job. But L.A. is suffering mightily from COVID right now. So people are, you know, leaving L.A. like they're leaving New York. You know, initially in New York, they went to New Jersey or the Hamptons if they were wealthy. And uh, here they're going to the desert, you know, or they're going up north. They're going to San Diego and San Francisco. They're going, you know, Lake Tahoe is the hottest real estate market in the country, probably next to, uh, to next to Florida. And these are no income tax states. They have other taxes. And there's just a big dislocation. I think temporarily there's be a lot of reaction and try to tax more and try to capture people that are, you know, maybe cheating on the rules or the laws on state taxes. But then eventually they're going to have to say, hey, wait a second. We, we got to reorient yourself. If you look at the industrial uh, Midwest, you know, it had to rethink its whole world after the jobs fleeted overseas. Fred, hold that thought. We have a break. We'll be right, you know, we'll continue that right after break. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with H1 Club and Brad Inman. And we're talking about innovation, what's, what's right with the economy, what's wrong, what we're going to have to do to make it work. We'll be back. 866-970-9622. We'll be back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo for Pat LaFreda Meat Purveyors. You know they supply many of New York and New Jersey's finest restaurants. Yes, like 1,600 of those restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. LaFreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or any gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat and every cut like a tomahawk bone-in ribeye porterhouse center cut filet just to name a few supplying only the highest quality beef 
pork, lamb, veal, poultry, and America's best burger chop meat blends. Shipped overnight, cut the night you place your order, and always fresh, never frozen. Order online, please, at Lafreda.com. L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A. Lafreda.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Healthy sleep means a healthy lifestyle for both adults and children. Healthy sleep reduces the risk of physical and mental health problems and accidents. At the Trinitas Comprehensive Sleep Disorder Center, the goal is to improve your health by improving your sleep. They conduct sleep studies for adults and children 12 months of age and up. They also accept most insurance plans, including the Medicaid HMOs. And they are accredited by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and licensed by the state of New Jersey. The Trinitas. Comprehensive Sleep Disorder Center is located at Homewood Suites Hotel by Hilton in Cranford. Treat yourself to a better rest. 908-994-8694. That's 908-994-8694. Set up an appointment with them right now. Give them a call at 908-994-8698. It's 908-994-8694. The Trinitas Comprehensive Sleep Disorder Center. Treat yourself to a better rest. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. I'm back. I'm here with um, HY Supop and Brad Inman. Um, and we're talking about real estate. And Ace, I wanted to ask you also, with the interest rates um, the way they are, but people being able to obviously take advantage of that. We don't want to forget if you're not taking advantage of that or you decide where you love your home and you're staying put, don't forget to refinance because you should take a look at your current interest rates and make sure it's worth a call or an email and find out if you, you know, if it pays for you to refinance because I don't know how many people that point can make a big difference. Um, while I'm talking about that, Brad, I'm just curious because we hear a lot about California and we hear how how locked down it is. And I was also reading also the same thing like in California that people were leaving because of the taxes and things of that nature. Do you think that's calmed down now? And that was just all or, or you know, the papers are also, also very much always, you know, super. No, I, I, I think this – I. I think this big relocation boom that's going on is going to continue for years to come if companies continue to allow, which you're seeing with all the tech companies in the Silicon Valley. They're saying permanently you can work from home. 
Uh, Apple's probably an exception, but almost all the rest of them, Facebook, Google, um, you know, the big, big, big employers. And uh, remote work is just radically going to change everything. Now, at the end of the day, where do people want to be? I don't think we know yet. I don't think people know where they want to be. I think for the longest time, look at New York City, a magnet for the world. Who didn't want to be in New York City? I mean, you know, you get chills when you land at a JFK and, you know, you go into that city and walk day or night and feel safe and eat anywhere you wanted. It was safer than a small town in the Midwest where they may have had a, you know, a, a methamphetamine academic, uh, you know, uh, rate, uh, you know, problem. I mean, it was the safest, most exciting place in the world. California since well, the 60s, wanna, you know, I, the I, Beach Boys, everyone to go to California. But these places are suffering, you know, so I think people now have choices. Are they going to get bored in Ohio? I don't know. Are they going to get bored in New Jersey when they went across the river? Are they going to get bored in Florida? I don't know. But I think what people are getting for the first time in a long time is a taste of something new and different. And when you think about it, like here's an example. I said Inman News was a remote company for the last five years. Best thing we ever did. We did the whole thing on Slack. And our morale's better, productivity's up, et cetera, as I said before. But unbeknownst to us, we had one of our journalists working out of Portugal. We didn't know she was there. I think she thought she shouldn't tell us. And uh, But you think of the freedom that gave her. And she filed her stories every day. She did an amazing job. She filed very early in the morning. But uh, this thing has an an explosive creativity to it, this this idea that you can work from anywhere. It's pretty radical. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not something to be well, taken lightly. I think to your point, here's what I think, but I think to your point, you bring up a good point. People have choices. And again, like people have choices to live in a city or not. There are people that chose to commute two hours to afford to, and now... As I said, I think you're you're right. I mean, look, I'm I'm not a millennial. Like I, you know, you read about these these cities like Tennessee, like Tennessee, like up and coming Nashville, Nashville, and and parts of Texas that are really up and coming, and they're drawing young young people. Um, and whether that's going to be fulfilling or not, but I will tell you this: well, the cities have to really do a little better, though. Any big city now, I wouldn't compare them. But at the same token, I said to Ace, and maybe it's just me, but Ace and I disagreed. I was like, no matter where I go, I find myself there's an attraction to New York City the well, way of course. it was. Daddy, let me give you, let me give you, Daddy, let me give you an example. Back during the end of you know the Cold War, where we basically you know shut down the military you know construction budget. Uh, all right. the people in Los Angeles that were working for aerospace companies lost their jobs. And we had the highest number of people renting U-Hauls and moving out of the state, if you look at driver's license, than we ever had. The L.A. Times wrote a series about 20 families that moved. They moved out of L.A. because there were no jobs. They moved out of L.A. because they could get an affordable, you know, five-bedroom, you know, three-bath home with five right. acres with a swimming pool in Wyoming or wherever. And then they went back and talked to these people five years later. Eight out of ten moved back to L.A. They were bored to tears. L.A.'s fun. You know, guess what? Montana wasn't that much fun. And uh, they, they, they came back. So it's not like this is the end all of everything. It just changed dramatically. And, you know, it used to be jobs. Think about it. When there were no jobs in L.A., they moved to where the jobs were. That's where they went. And we used to have these great job migrations. It's always happened. Everyone, you moved to New York City because the unemployment rate was basically zero. And it was, uh, right. now that, 
Now, now think about that, how different it is now when you can work from everywhere. This idea of a place being a job magnet doesn't exist like it used to. So, again, this is a different, this is a different uh, set of rules for, for, the, for the ball game. But we're all going to come back to the Yankees. We you, want to see the Yankees you know, play. Yeah. That's also great for employers, too, because they can get a larger, they can pick from a larger pool of talent. In other words, if you're an employer and, you know, people can work remotely, then you can really choose from a very large talent pool, all right? I'm wondering if the pay would be different. Like, in other words, I'm wondering if you're from a small, if you're applying for a job and you're from a small town, which, you know, you don't have to relocate to, to a city because, in, like, in New York and L.A. and things in San Francisco, you would have to adjust pay because of the living expenses. I mean, what it costs of living there. In other words, if you're, you'd have to give somebody more money if they're going to live in, if they had to live in San Francisco or L.A. or New York City because it was that much more expensive to live there. So I wonder well, when I whenever I visit my relatives, when I visit my cousins in southern Illinois, Daddy, um, I always think, God, how did these people get so rich? And my cousin Bruce always says, Brad, it's not because of how much we make, we make, it's how little it costs to live there. You know, living in Carlinville, Illinois is about 20 percent of what it costs to go out and have breakfast or dinner in New York City or Los Angeles. So people will find it's very, 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 very affordable and not just housing, everything. Right, but my and, question and that, is... That, and yes, you'll see employers price, adjust salaries yeah. based on geography. Of course you will. So they, won't they, have do it, much, they might not be able to have to do that as much anymore. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, it, employers have always liked to chase cheap labor, right? And that's been a bane of our society at times and on the equality front. So it's a... It's a big issue, but again, you can just the ripple effect of this is just really amazing. Right, and and as you said, it's too early to call exactly what could happen, but at least it is. Totally. people having choices, even with the work at home, you know, which people say, well, you know, there's probably going to be a combination of it now because people are trying to say, you know, well, you know, I still like the interaction. But I can tell you in New York, it's part, I think related, a couple of big companies like that, what they're doing is they're trying to push people to go to work, to go into the offices because they have all the space. And so now they're going to have to try to reconfigure that because now I think this is a... a I gotta, I but I got to tell you, yeah, I got to tell you, Daddy, when we went remote uh, five years ago, um, right. morale was up. We, we subleased our space and made money off of it. But you know the thing I loved? We got rid of that big Bertha copier where you had that ridiculous maintenance agreement. And the only reason peop- we had it is so people could make copies of their concert tickets or weirdos put their face in it, take their own picture. And, you know, and then the, the, the paper addicts, they, could, they had to print out everything, even their emails. It was a big expense. And I wiped out rent. I subleased the space. And I got rid of all of those ancillary services, utilities, but big Bertha copier. And you know where that money went? Flushed right to the bottom line, right to the bottom line. And then once you do that, you look at all that stuff and you go, that didn't help productivity, morale, or recruiting. It was just the way we did it. We just did it because right. that's the way we did it. You know, I just heard that's from the way uh, it was. A, a real, Realogy, they cut their office space down 80% and I think permanently. Um, so th- this is a different world. And as soon as a, 
a CFO sees how it flushes to the bottom line, why, why would they have offices? One of the most valued companies in the country is EXP Real Estate, and it has no offices, none. And it's the fastest growing real estate uh, company in the country. And that there tells you, I mean, what do we have all this office space? Look at what's been dragging NRT's earnings in the Realty Quarterly Earnings Report. It's all the offices they have. You know, and it, it's just a tradition. It's just we do it because we did it. And um, I don't know. I think all that's going to change, Dottie. So, you, 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 you know, it's, it's almost like a, 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 a current industrial revolution. And I think all I'm saying is I think way of these, things were really, these things were really in the piper that they were starting to happen. But I think, the, you know, these trends were really, I believe, going to happen. But I think the virus expedited a lot of things that would have taken a lot longer for them to happen. And at the end of the day, oh, sure. I think to your point, that I think to your point, which is really a, I never thought of it that way, but I think it's really a, an important point that you mentioned. It's really give people, it gives people a lot more choice. Well, you know what else, Daddy? There's a real benefit as we get close to the end of the show. You know that weasel guy that always managed up and he was charming and didn't do any work and he bothered you and he always got the promotion because he managed up? <laughs> He's dead. He's done. That guy's done. <laughs> that guy in the true. office That's that annoyed true. the hell out of us. Why is he getting a pay increase? He doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, it's really, uh, I think we're living in, I mean, a real a time that I don't know if they'll have books or how people will read or get information uh, 50 years from now. But you must you must say that in the, that this is a big chapter. Okay, and make so sure you check out climatecheck.com, Dottie. Climatecheck.com. Climatecheck.com. I'm going to do that as soon as I hang this phone up. Have a wonderful weekend, and please stay safe. We're almost at the end of this. Don't screw it up now. And we support you. your local businesses. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.